Hey, welcome back to Three Ply Court. I'm Donnie. I'm Jenny. And welcome back. This is our, I think this is going to be our second episode, but it's our... It's like our first official Bible study with the podcast. Yeah. I'm a little nervous, especially Don't with... Be. Don't Oh, be. yeah, I'm definitely nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so before we even start and talk about what we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to go ahead and leave with prayer, and so we're going to have Jenica... Why do you always um, do this? Because... <laughs> okay, bye. Pleasure. God, I thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for this opportunity for us to um, come together as sisters and um, able to reach out to people through this podcast, God. I pray that you focus our mind and our spirit and we're able to read your word and gather something new from it and that um, we're able to clarify some things for those listening at home as well, God. I pray that you just guide our minds, guide our hearts, and um, really reveal your truth to us and we're able to... Um, internalize your word and live it out day by day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, you guys, so before we start, um, we kind of want to show you guys, or not show you guys, but like tell you guys what type of um, Bible we're reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are reading the New King James Version um, mm-hmm. Study Bible. Um, and for this study, I use the, comp- the Compact Bible Commentary um, it's by Earl Radmacher, Ron Allen, and H. Wayne House. Um, it basically breaks down um, verse by verse every book of the Bible. That's awesome. Um, and it's really, really cool. I got it for like seven fifty at this secondhand store, um, yeah. bookstore uh, that we have near us called Second and Charles. So if you have one, definitely look at basically at any bookstore because uh, mm-hmm. this definitely helped me truly truly helped me out in understanding all the verses yeah um as well as our study bible that we have it's it's a great if you guys need to invest in anything i highly suggest investing in a study bible yeah it's probably the easiest thing to understand um when you can look down and it's broken down yeah um this study bible that we're using um it gives us an outline for the book that we're going into and today we're actually going to be studying um chapter one of james Mm mm-hmm um, James is found in the New Testament. It is right after Hebrews. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and the outline it gives us. Right now, we're just going to be going over chapter one. So this episode is just chapter one of James. Um, and the first, if you guys are taking notes, this is a good outline to have. Mm-hmm. Um, chapter one, verses two through 12, James is talking about facing trials. Um, verses 13 through 15, it talks about God and temptation. Verses 16 through 18, um, demonstrate God's good gifts. Um, verses 19 through 21 is to show maturity in our character. Verses 22 to 27, which is the last verse of this chapter, is talking about putting faith into action. If you hear scratching at the door, it's our dog trying to get in. <laughs> going to uh, read the verses and then just kind of break it down verse by verse um we're gonna try and do each verse but if there's a verse that's kind of self-explanatory um we'll say that but um we'll definitely try and keep it short and simple and easy to understand yeah um so we're gonna go ahead and read james chapter one verse one okay james a bond servant of god and of the lord jesus christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. It um it basically tells you who's writing um 
this book and as well as who it's writing to. So it's James is the author, mm-hmm. and um, he is writing to the 12 tribes. Okay. Verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Um, for me, when I um, read this verse, mm-hmm. it kind of spoke to me because it was it says, you know, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Basically, be joyful even in the rough times. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, and it's so hard for us to do that. And I feel like we say this all the time in our Bible study and, and in um, mm-hmm. our youth group in general. Uh, it's so hard to be grateful and thank God and praise Him um, in general. Or, or like in, not general, but like in such hard times. Because yeah. um, if I stub my toe, you know, like it's not going to be like a, like I'm nothing good is going to come out besides like a yell. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, but that yell needs to be a full of praise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and it's so hard to do that in just any, any time. Yeah. Um, I, I was just, as you were speaking, I was going, um, looking down at the comments that the Bible, st- the study Bible has on this verse. Mm-hmm. And, um, at first it talks about the word joy. Um, and it's talking about how joy is more than an emotion. Mm-hmm. It is like a state of being. So to count something out, like to be joy instead of just happiness or, like, a good time, joy, it lasts longer than the moment that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes a state of being. It becomes a mindset to have, mm-hmm. um, which is important because situations that try your character, they're not necessarily joyful situations, but when you have God, um, you hold joy in your heart mm-hmm. regardless of the situation you go through. So happiness is dependent on your situation, but joy... Um, is independent of that yeah i really like that because it's so it's so it's so deeper than what you think you know what i mean like that's what i love about reading the bible it's just that if you really truly like go into it and you really study it you start to realize that things are a lot deeper than just by face value you know for sure okay so verse three knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience i love that because it's like you don't get patience by all the good things happening. Mm. No, it's in within those hard times that you grow patience. It's in that time when your brother is annoying you or your sister <laughs> is annoying you or, or something is wrong is going on that you start to learn how to how to gain that. Yeah, I remember um, at one point I was talking to my parents about like things I knew I needed to work on within myself. And my mom told me, like, well, I'll pray for patience. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. She's like, but expect after you pray for patience, situations to come that try your patience. I don't know. That that's just that's what made me think of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, I like that. I also like that verse because it it's very optimistic. Like he definitely sees the cup as like half full instead of half empty. Yeah. And um, honestly, that's like the best way to go through life because, like, regardless of the situation, it's kind of like saying like make the most of your situation. Anyway, that's what I'm getting from it. Mm-hmm. Okay, verse four. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Uh, I really like that. So I basically said, you know, patience equals perfection or perfect and complete. Um, but I was reading, um, what is it called? The What the Study Bible says underneath and yeah. as well as the commentary book. Um, and it says, you know, patience equals perfect and complete. So what is the opposite of patience? Um you know, without patience, so you're immaturity and you're incomplete. Mm. And it's like, I never even thought of that until reading that, that it's like, 
when you don't have patience, you are immature. You know, you're quick to anger. You're yeah. Um, you're not complete. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was really really cool. Just just having that like little, um, commentary on the side. Yeah. Okay. Next verse. Oh, this is now verse five, right? I think so. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will begin be given to him. Um, I feel like that's pretty much self-explanatory. Uh, you you know, you ask and it shall be given. And it says that in the Bible, you know what I mean? Right. It's just like it's reiterating that. But I love how it says, um, what is it called? Uh, who God who gives it all liberally. Like it, yeah. it, he, God is a giving God. You know, you just have to ask for it and he'll mm-hmm. give it to you. Yeah. Um, okay, verse six. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave in the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Without, when you doubt, mm-hmm. it's, it, it unbalances you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but I really don't want to um, break that down until we read through um, verse 8. Okay. Uh, because it all kind of comes together. Okay. Verse 7. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from, from the Lord. Verse 8, he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Um, so what I got from verses 6 through 8, just breaking it down, is just basically ask in faith and without a shred of doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and doubt can easily unbalance you. And I was reading um, in the commentary book and in the, um, in the uh, study Bible underneath, mm-hmm. uh, it's not talking about doubting in just one moment, but a consistent state of doubt. Um, it's when, when you're in a consistent state of doubt, it is when your soul, half of your soul is in the world and the other half is in with God. Mm. Um, and so that split Mm. is, is causing that uncertainty. It's causing that, um, that, that doubt. Um, and it says, um, and the study Bible also says that when you doubt, you're, you're not only doubting whether you're going to receive something or not, but you're also doubting the person you're putting your trust in. Right. Um, so you're doubting God and the fact that he has the power to give it to you mm-hmm. or not. Um, uh, what is it called? Also, um, no, I think that's pretty much it that I, I had gotten out of all that is that ask but ask full of faith mm-hmm. and without a shred of doubt. You know, it's crazy. Last night I had this dream, and it was like in three sections, this one dream. Mm-hmm. And the first part of the dream, it was like if I was looking down at my phone on Instagram, and um, the video in my dream, it was this girl on like a canoe on this like really crazy water. And she's like on the like rocky waves, and behind the wave, you can see only the wave that she's on, but you can't see any water behind her. Mm-hmm. And I see a man, and in my dream, I knew it was her father. And he was holding on to the back of the canoe, and he pulled her off of that wave, but it was behind her. So it looked the video looked like as if he was drowning her canoe. But it turns out once that wave settled that he was just pulling her onto um, calm waters. Then the dream switched, and it was another, it's in the water, and um, same thing, like a father and his son going through the same situation. And then the dream shifted again, and now I was sitting on this ledge looking over um, rocky water, and in the dream, it sounded like a narrator. It sounded like if I was in a commercial, Mm -hmm. and it said, would you trust um, to step out on the water? And in my dream, 
I was with this huge crowd of people and we all, once we stepped onto the water, which was super rocky, it was like if we were cliff diving, but like mm-hmm. landing on our feet in the water. And once we landed, the water like subsided and we were walking on dry land. And I talked to my parents about that and they were like, um, it, it's all about trust, you know, like mm-hmm. taking that leap in my in my dream off the ledge onto the rocky water. Um, that That's full of like trust. Mm-hmm. And to doubt that, I don't know, that's kind of like, this verse is like making me think back to like my dream. Yeah. Maybe this is God's way of letting you know that you need to put your faith in him. Right. And not, not to doubt it. In the first video in my dream, it was like, from my perspective, the man that's helping her is really just drowning her. Mm-hmm. But once the water subsides and you're able to get a bigger picture, she had her trust in her father. Mm-hmm. Who was leading her to calmer waters. Mm-hmm. And so that that kind of, it's funny how like this verse is talking about like, for he who doubts is like a wave in the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Mm-hmm. And in my dream it's like, just like Literally rocky that, water. Yeah. And I can see that like, when a wave is getting tossed by the wind, it's so like reckless and like out of control mm-hmm. with no clear direction. Um, and it's crazy how it says like, for if he who doubts, like, let that man who doubts not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like, trust is such a huge thing with God. But it's so hard to, like, put your full... I, it's hard to, like, let go. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely something that, like, we as Christians mm-hmm. should strive to do. And I feel like that is part of the sacrifice of having to let go. Like, having to let go of not only um, the... Uh, a habit in my mind, but it's like not only it's a sacrifice to, to let go. Yeah, to let go of the control of the mm-hmm. wanting to control of of letting loose. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And, and truly giving everything to God like that. I feel yeah. like that is so hard, and that's mm-hmm. part of our um, trials. I feel like yeah, you know, because it's sure. not it's not an easy thing to do to let go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, verse nine. Let the lowly brother glory in his ex- exaltation. Mm-hmm. I feel like I pronounced that wrong. <laughs> no, I think you got it right. Um, but what I got from this verse right here is basically um, kind of going back to verse 2 where it says, My brother, and count it all joy when you fall into various trials. You know, let the lowly brother, which means like the poor brother, exalt God even in even in his poverty. Mm, I don't know about that one. Because I'm, I'm reading... Um, I'm reading the, the mm-hmm. thing... And it's grouping verses 9 through 11 together. So mm-hmm. I think first let's because, read the, the yeah, three verses. Yeah, I know. Because uh, verse 10 through 11 is talking about the rich man. Right. So it, it's and the our Bible has like a little title before these verses. Mm-hmm. And it says the perspective of rich and poor. So it's talking about the rich man and the poor man in contrast to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to read verses yeah, 10 through 11. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to read verse 9 again. Let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation, but the rich in his humiliation. Because as a flower of the field, he will pass away. For no sooner has the sun risen without a... I'm sorry. For no sooner has the sun risen with a burning heat than it withers the grass. Its flowers fall and its beautiful appearance perishes. So the rich man also will fade away in his pursuits. So I don't think this is talking about like in either circumstance, praise God. Um, the the study Bible 
is talking about these three verses as um, James offering two illustrations of two types of people facing trials, the rich and the poor, in relation to eternity. Have you heard before, like, it's hard for a rich man to get into heaven Mm -hmm. kind of thing? I think that's what this is talking about, like how God um, exalts the humble. And, of course, the poor man would be the humble man in the situation. Mm Mm-hmm. See, what I had gotten from that, from my perspective, is saying, you know, even in even in that situation, even in being poor, you, you exalt God and you give him all the glory, even in, in with the rich man as well. Um, whether it is you being poor or rich, I feel like you need to exalt God. But also, in the end of it, where it says, you know, flowers fail and beautiful appearances perishes, whether in the end of life... Regardless of who it is, we are all equal in God's eyes. He doesn't see rich or poor or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's in the end of it, you know, whether you're rich, let's say you're rich or whatever, and you die, like you're not going to be buried with all your riches and it's not going to come with you to heaven. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I personally took it. And that's like the way that I saw it. But I, I understand where like you're coming from with your with what you believe that it says. Yeah, it's just um, verse nine is talking about in his exaltation mm-hmm. and the word his is lowercase. And whenever it's talking about God or, like, anything that is of God, it's always capital. Mm-hmm. So in his exaltation, it would be the exalting of the lowly man. Mm-hmm. Um, not the lowly man exalting God. Because then it's talking about the rich man will pass away. So it's not really talking about, like, um, at least from what I'm interpreting from it, like, it's not talking about the rich man even praising God. Really, it's talking about, like, Mm-hmm. In relation to eternity. So for whoever's taking notes, how would you break it down for them for these three verses? Um, I would agree with it saying that the rich and poor are, are neither is one more important than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, I don't know. Regardless of your situation, there is no favoritism in God's eyes. Okay, I like that. Um, because I don't, I don't know how to word that. I, I just don't think it's talking about in your situation, like, um, praising God in your situation. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's the purpose of these three verses per se. What does the um, commentary say? Um, okay. So it says, James offers two examples of trials. One is of a lowly brother and the other is a, about a rich man. The poor believer is to glory in the fact that God has exalted him by allowing him to experience difficult circumstances, since these will perfect perfect his character and faith. The rich believer can also glory when a trial brings him low because it teaches him that life is short and that his pursuits or his business will fade away. The rich man should always trust the Lord, not himself or his money. And that's what it says. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, next verse. 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who he, I'm sorry, who love him. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, you know, you're blessed when you go through temptations and trials and pass them. Yeah, exactly. Um, and passing when we them. pass, which is a very important thing to understand, is that you need to pass it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that we receive the crown of life, which um, is everlasting life, which is God. I like how when they say that like, when he has been approved and the man who endures 
it's it's not making it like it's not impossible yeah you know, like, like there's an out you know what yeah. i mean and i feel like a lot of people believe that when they're tempted there's no way out you know what yeah. i mean there's nowhere to go but yeah. no there is you just gotta be yeah. willing enough to find that out yeah okay verse 13 let no one say when he is tempted i am tempted by god for god cannot be tempted by evil nor does he himself tempt anyone um, I just got that God doesn't tempt you. You know, temptation is evil and God is not evil. Um, I wonder what people mean. Like, I've never heard anyone saying God tempted me. Like, I don't know. I feel like maybe people say, you know, God put this um, in my life or something. Like, not put it in my life, but like, you know, God allowed this to happen or whatever. Maybe in that, like, circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, that is like, no, that's that's not God. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like that's the only way, because I mean, maybe there are people out there who say I am tempted by that's God. That's different. I've definitely never heard that. Yeah, I've never run into anyone who's yeah. <laughs> ever said that. <laughs> um, but that verse is pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Okay, verse fourteen. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Um, I I reading that I got like the source of temptation is one's desires. Yeah, right. Um. And that's also, like, when we realize what we're being tempted by, like, to understand, I feel like it's an opportunity to understand your character better, not just as a Christian, but just as a person as a whole, like, understand where your heart is, and with that, align it, like, knowing where you fall short is knowing where, like, to ask God for strength. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely, like, look at temptation as more of an opportunity to grow, of mm-hmm. course, when you're passing it. Yeah. Okay, verse 15. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Um, I've, That's very self-explanatory. Yeah, um, I like that but I, when I looked at it, I thought of a formula. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just put desire leads to sin equals death. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like there's nothing more that you can say into that because that is just, it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? You read it and that's what he means. Yeah. Um, do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. I like that. With whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Um, for me, I feel like those verses basically, you know, just say like, don't trick yourself or don't fall into this whole thing of, you know, I'm tempted by God. Like, no, mm-hmm. God speaks truth and truth is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and temptation is not good. It is evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and that already proves that that is not from God if that is something that you are tempted by. Yeah, I like I like how they call him um, the father of the light, of lights. That's very... Yeah. I don't think I've ever um, really heard that either. It's someone referred to God mm-hmm. as father of lights. That's a really cool way to like, speak of him. Yeah. Uh, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. For anyone that's confused, I would definitely interpret that as um, God is unchanging and like... God is, he mm-hmm. is who he is from beginning of time to the end of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, verse 18. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we may be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Oh, that was it. I'm going to read that verse again. I think I'm a little yeah. confused on that. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his cre- of creatures. Hmm. Um, the study Bible, uh, says that, 
Um, word of truth refers to the gospel by which new birth comes. Uh-huh. First fruits refers to the best that the harvest produces. God gives good gifts that yield wondrous fruit, not temptation that leads to death through wayward desires. Right. I feel like that's like the easiest way to yeah that, to understand that. Definitely that. clear readings up for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. I like that verse a lot. Uh, it's funny because it's like this entire chapter really spoke to me privately yeah. uh, in my own life. Um, but this was definitely one of them. I feel like I always get told um, that I get angry very quickly. Uh, um, uh. <laughs> uh, so it, that was like I feel like God was just kind of letting me know that I need to I need to be slow to anger. Yeah. Um, but I really like that it says, you know, um, be swift to hear and mm-hmm. slow to speak and slow to wrath. Uh, because it's like you do need to listen. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people when they when they're listening to someone, they're already trying to think of the next thing that they can say. Yeah. Um, and not really truly listening to what mm-hmm. that person has to say. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I feel like that's so important and so hard. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do it without even realizing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think that w- it's just really cool to to see that. Uh-huh. Verse twenty four: The wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. That's so true. Like, when you're angry, you're not thinking about, like, the well-being of the person in front of you or, like, mm-hmm. w- like, is what I'm about to do going to glorify God? Like, that's the farthest thing from your mind mm-hmm. when you're mad. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Verse 21. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness. Filthiness? Filthiness. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> filthiness and overflow of wickedness. And receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Um, I just said, put away the word. Uh, uh, the word. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Uh, put away the world mm. and open, uh, openly receive without resistance God's word, which That's should good. already be implanted and ingrained in our hearts. That's nice. Um, I feel like as a Christian, that is the word needs to be who we are. You know what I mean? Um, and it can't just be like... I feel like once you become a follower of Christ, there's no reason why you shouldn't be reading the Bible. You know what I mean? There's mm. no reason why you um why you don't want to to learn who God is and learn what he has to say. And I feel like mm-hmm. when you do that, everything starts to come ingrained into your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's um, a, a requirement for mm-hmm. being um, a follower of Christ. I um I really like the last part of this verse when it says, which is able to save your souls. Mm-hmm. So like... As we were saying, it's important for a follower of Christ to study the Bible. It's not just important. It like, it has so much a large benefit to your eternity. Like, mm-hmm. it literally can save your soul. Yeah. And people, will, including myself, sometimes I feel like, read the Bible but don't understand the weight of like, yeah, how important is this word? That how how lucky are we to have this opportunity to even like have this mm-hmm. in our, like to our name? Yeah. Okay, 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Oof, that called me out. <laughs> to be um, doers of read, the word. Go ahead and read um, verse 23 and 24 with it. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Oof. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, that's crazy. I love it because it's basically saying, like, don't just talk the talk, walk the walk. Yeah. You know, um, I think, like, don't be a hypocrite, you know, don't. Mm-hmm. I, I hear the saying, um, 
do as I say, not as I do. But I feel like as a Christian, what you say needs to be what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, and just to be like, because I know sometimes I like it's almost like when you look at your phone to look at the time, but you forget to look at the time. Yeah, Papa so just then, did that the other day. <laughs> so yeah, so then you like turn off the phone and you're like, oh wait, what was I doing? Oh, mm-hmm. let me check the time again, and then you do it like three times because you uh-huh. completely forget. Um, but I feel like that's basically what it is that he's talking about. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I feel like it's self-explanatory as it is. Yeah. Um, but when I saw that, I was like, yo, like that, that definitely called me out too. I was I like, like that. I got, I got that. Like, <laughs> that's really nice. Um, if anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not brittle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. What does that mean to brittle your tongue? Uh, to hold, um, what is it called? Uh, to hold his tongue. I almost think of like a horse for whatever reason what? that like, <laughs> for whatever, for whatever reason, brittle makes me think of a horse <laughs> and I like, like tying it down kind of thing. Um, but what, what does it say? Can you read that again? Um, Okay, for if anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not brittle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one's religious Wait, is useless. You're on, we need to read verse 25. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. Verse 25, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Um, I feel like that's also self-explanatory, you know, when you go through with what you say and what your actions re- um, reflect with what you what you say and what you preach, um, that you will be blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, now verse 26. <laughs> okay, if anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not brittle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religious is useless. Um... So what I had broken it down to is if you believe you are a follower, you listen and you speak, but you do not act or put it into use, um, then your religion is useless. Your faith is useless. Mm. Um, I don't know. I feel like verse 26 kind of goes into verse 19 as well. Being like N20, being like slow to speak, slow to wrath, swift to hear. Because when you said brittle your tongue, it's like hold your tongue. Oh, yeah, at least that's what it says in the thingy, the the study Bible on the bottom. So, like, if you can't control your temper, you can't control, like, what comes out mm, of your mouth, mm-hmm. um, then the religion that you follow, it clearly has done nothing for your spirit and for your soul because you as a person, you're still, like, popping off, like, when <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can really show you, like, Jesus' character mm-hmm. otherwise. That's what I'm getting at. So like yeah, we yeah, I I'd go and I I agree with what you have to say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Twenty seven. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this: to visit orphans and widows in their trouble, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Um. I said, uh, true and pure religion, uh, and or faith is done and seen with actions, mm-hmm. and not just listening, as mm-hmm. well as maintaining a separation between us and the world. Mm-hmm. Does does your Bible commentary say anything about um verse twenty seven? Yeah. Um yeah. Uh so um it says to visit comes from the Greek word usually translated bishop, a person who oversees God's people. Orphans and widows were among the most needy classes in ancient societies. 
Pure religion does not just give material goods for the relief of the distress. It also oversees their care. I was looking at just the the small thing here. It says pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father. Um, and I feel like that right there kind of alludes to the Trinity. Mm, mm-hmm. Because um, it's talking about God and the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, as like, it sounds separate, but obviously we know God is the Father. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of food for thought. Just to throw that in there. I like that. Um, but that's the end of the first chapter. Yeah. Um, so just to overview, mm-hmm. um, my overview was that we need to understand that to be a true follower of Christ is to be joyful, not mm-hmm. just happy in the mm-hmm. times of trouble and tribulation. Um, also to be faithful with no shred of doubt, to resist temptation, to listen, to be slow to speak and slow to anger. As well as to not only listen and speak word, but to put it into action. Yeah. Without any of these, our religion and our faith is useless. And we need to remember that we are not of this world and we need to act like it. That's good. Yeah, I would agree. I would definitely say that's basically the whole gist of the first mm-hmm. chapter. To summarize it all, yeah. yeah that's very good. Um, that's a pretty good, just over 30-minute um, yeah. study. Um, so what I want to do is I want to go ahead and just, um, pray to end it all. You can go ahead. Um, <laughs> um but okay. So just go ahead and close your eyes and bow your head. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, we come to you in prayer. And we just want to thank you so much for allowing us to get together and be able to do this study with you. We ask that, um, we thank you for speaking to us, um, and to those who are listening, uh, in our hearts. Uh, we thank you so much for, for reaching out to us, God. And we ask that we're able to just, be, be able to listen and be able to um, be slow to anger and slow to speak. Um, we ask that we can put into action everything that we learn um, in our life and what you speak, you teach us, Lord, and in this Bible study. Uh, we thank you so much for everything that you've done for us, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Um, so, yeah, I definitely hope you guys listening are able to follow along. And um, I hope that this encourages you guys to take your studying um a little more serious and, and more of a routine. I know this podcast is definitely helping me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to be a more of a consistent study. Yeah. That's great. Um, um, but thanks so much for listening, and we hope that you come back next Monday for our next um, podcast for Chapter 2 of James. Okay. Have a good one.